Hello everyone, it's Cam here and you're listening to Let's Talk Intersectionality. So today, hello, how y'all doing? First of all, happy, I mean, good morning, not happy. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are when you're listening. Um, It's the afternoon where I'm at right now at the time that I'm recording this. So I've been having a decent afternoon, hasn't been great. Um, but I'm starting to turn it around, turn it around a little bit. I'm about to record this podcast for y'all and I hope it's interesting and exciting. So I'm not really sure what this one's going to be called, but this podcast is about Raven Simone and I wanted to do a little breakdown slash analysis of who I think Raven Simone is from my like sociological perspective if you will um so yeah I wanted to do this podcast I have a few other ideas that I'm gonna be doing soon I have one that I want to talk about that are more of my unpopular opinions I don't know if I should really name it that because I don't know if I want to do an unpopular opinions podcast. I want to actually have a title for it, but I feel like the title I'm thinking of is a little, um, I don't want to say offensive, but some people might get mad if I had title it that. So I'm still thinking about what I'm going to name my next one because it's going to be a little bit um, more straight commentary, unpopular opinion style. So that's that. I also am currently reading a new book. Um, I've been reading it for a little while now. It's called Grown, and I do plan on doing a book review for that one. So I really look forward to that because this book is so good. Oh my god, I literally cannot put it down. Like, I'm a slow reader. Like, I take my time reading books and stuff like that. Like, I usually don't have enough time or mental capacity to actually make myself sit down but this book is so attention grabbing like I look for like I always look forward to picking up a good book and like I like reading in general but this book I'm like okay I need to see what happens next like I don't want it to end just can there be a part two to this book like oh my god so I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes but it's called grown um so if you want to hop on the bandwagon read it with me together apart you definitely should I recommend it so far I'm about I'm a little less than halfway through I'm almost halfway through like really close to being halfway through with the book um but yeah I recommend going and grabbing that it's really really good so far um and very uh it makes your skin crawl because it's not great vibes (laughs) it's like a murder mystery just so you know but um there's a lot more uh context to it this isn't a book review we're not talking about grown right now um anyways enough with the rambles sorry that was a little bit uh just spur of the moment right there but let's get back on topic i just wanted to give you guys a little intro a little peek into my brain of what's going on um and what's to come so yeah hopefully you like that um and you don't mind me adding that in there but um today we're going to be mostly focusing on raven simone and like i said i'm kind of just going to be analyzing her and analyzing some of the things that have happened over the time of her career um and also comparing and contrasting some of the topics i'm going to be talking about today to other examples that i have from like 
the real world i guess not like the real world like i've talked to these people but like for instance like dance moms or a youtuber that i recently watched so just some other outside examples that i'm going to use to tie into the topic as well today so if you're looking forward to hearing about raven simone and my thoughts on her keep listening so i haven't heard anyone really go in depth like the reason why i did this podcast was because i actually watched i watched someone who did an in-depth deep dive video into raven simone and her career however he was a white man so like he wasn't talking about it in the way that i'm about to speak about it and i've never really seen or heard anyone do kind of like a raven simone analysis before and i find that weird because i feel like she's an interesting person to use as an example for a topic that I'm going to be talking about today for topics that I'm going to be talking about but we're mostly going to be talking about you know like internalized like anti-blackness and things like that um and you know just looking at different types of black people if you will um I just like to do that because I think a lot of times we're boxed into this single story not all black people think think the same obviously not all black people believe in the same things obviously but sometimes I think it's really easy for people to think that like a black person who is representation in the television space is like has the same way of thinking or way of going about things as like other black people like we are not a monolith we're not a single story we're not a stereotype we're not any of those things and i just feel like when we talk about different types of black people um you know and kind of break down the things that we see them doing and like talk about why i think that's good for like us in the black community specifically so i haven't seen anyone really do a full-on analysis of raven simone the way that i feel like i'm about to so yeah that's just another little thought that i had so obviously we know who raven simone is if you're listening to this you're probably around my age um if not older or a little bit younger but you probably grew up with raven simone on your screen regardless of what generation you grew up in whether that be millennials gen z's um or baby boomers damn near yeah um (laughs) so obviously she's most well known for that's so raven also in the cosby show and the cheetah girls she had some premieres in the fresh fresh prince um and she's also one of the main hosts in the view i'm pretty sure she's still one of the main hosts i could be wrong um but she was one of the main hosts of the view for a while and she also made a few like uh pop in <laughs> like screening what are they called like when stars get a cameo she got a quick little cameo in blackish um for a few episodes where she was like the aunt slash the sister of the dad in the show and in the show she is actually a lesbian which is awesome so she can play authentically as herself act authentically as someone like herself which i thought was awesome um and she also had her own show called state of georgia which i didn't know about this show um i never watched it never seen it i never even heard of it until i watched the recent youtube video that i watched um 
but yeah and she's been in obviously so much more that I can't even begin to name all of them but those are the ones that obviously she is most known for where people will be like yeah I know her from that probably um and also her spinoff show Raven's Home um so why did I want to talk about her like I said before I recently watched a YouTube video like on her career in general and the guy kind of just talked about all the things that have happened over the course of her career from being famous from a young young child all the way up until now and getting more into the production scenery not just acting and um kind of just did a real good deep dive of her entire career now i'm not going to be going into a deep dive of her entire career if you want to watch that go find it on youtube um i can't remember the name of it i didn't write it down i'm so sorry guys um but yeah that's just it is what it is if you look up deep dive raven simone on youtube you'll probably find something um but the main topics that i really wanted to deep dive in this podcast specifically is i think you all feel it coming the i'm not african-american i'm american comment comment that she made um in that one interview and I remember when that went crazy on the internet and everyone was putting their two cents in like some people completely agreed with her and understood and how she said she doesn't like labels some people felt as though labels are good and helpful and you know create community some people thought she was straight up stupid and being like girl like look in the mirror like you're black and that's the thing she never said that she wasn't black you know and she came back um and said that basically and said like I never said I wasn't black I just said I'm not African-American and I kind of wanted to talk about that and dig deeper into that because you know now being where I'm at in my journey of doing um you know my anti-racism work and being pro-black and working on all the internalized things within myself you know growing up and having my mindset that I do now I completely you know agree with her I completely agree that like it's it's weird that like we're considered african-americans i mean we don't call white people caucasian americans i mean it's the same thing but like or greek americans or like i don't even know like there's no i i like irish american right like i don't know so i just feel like obviously this is this is only the the top of the surface right like I feel like a lot of us now very much feel that and probably felt that beforehand too you know like for me when I was younger and like that for that comment first came out like my mindset immediately wasn't like oh yeah she's right like I was very much like girl what are you talking about like you're black like what like you know what I mean but like now that I've grown and like I'm not 
you know, ashamed to say that because, you know, we all grow and learn at different times. But like when I was younger and like when that comment first had came out, like I was very confused by that. And I was like, Raven, like, what's wrong with you? Like, I thought you were my girl. But like growing and realizing what she really was saying about that, I think it's really impactful because I feel like for me as someone who is black and also queer, it's hard for me to set a label for myself in so many different areas in terms of my sexuality my gender identity um obviously my blackness isn't a choice or like isn't something that is like fluid (laughs) like blackness is 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 i am black right like i'm walking passing black so but to have so many labels along with being queer sometimes it can be very overwhelming um and i just I feel like the whole like labels thing I really feel her because she is a lesbian as well and that's a you know if she chooses to like say that she's a lesbian or say that she identifies with that is fine but also there are many people who don't feel like they need to pick a label you know what I mean like it's it's sometimes you are just like as a person are so complex like your gender identity and your sexuality don't have to be labeled and like to have a label you know this is kind of a side tangent but it also goes in it but like to have a label you know is really for the other people who don't understand like me and my friends talk about this a lot like me and my bestie Valendis, like we talk about this a lot shout out to v and you know we talk about how like having gay straight bi um all these pan all these words like the alphabet soup oh my god it's just so many letters and yeah it's because other people you guys the people who are complaining about the alphabet soup are the ones who aren't understanding and who are are afraid of even understanding or just accepting and having tolerance for people who are a little different than you who are literally born differently than you not everybody you know thinks the same feels the same loves the same like everybody's sexuality is different too you know what i mean so i mean to have labels sometimes is almost feels redundant if you will like i i just feel like it's counterproductive i feel like that's a better word like i think it's counterproductive um because at the end of the day like we are who we are and yeah i'm i'm black yeah i'm queer yeah i'm all these intersections right but at the end of the day you know what what how can i actually build community like where how is community really built like finding queer spaces in general you know what i mean or finding black spaces in general and starting to deconstruct things and like loving yourself just for who you are not having to always figure stuff out all the time or like figure out where you fit in i don't know i feel like this is my own tangent let me know if you guys feel this way but like i feel that way sometimes especially because like there's just so many there's i'm so fluid there's so many things I feel and that I resonate with. Like I am not in a one box or five boxes or 10, but I am so fluid that like it's, it's, it's not identifiable at that point. I'm just fluid, you know, I'm just queer. I'm just black and you know, it is what it is. Anyways, I hope some of y'all resonate with that. I hope that wasn't 
super random um but i just remember when that controversy really came up and like in the youtube video i just wanted to add this as well like in the youtube video the guy didn't really go into depth about it because obviously he's a white dude and he knew better um but you know he mentioned that and i don't know i feel like his his own bias was like but aren't you african-american like i don't and like he was talking about like descendant and like da 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 and i'm just like okay so this is where we need to have more conversation yes we are african americans we know that like no one's denying that like our people came from africa but at the end of the day we are also americans and like our our ancestry goes to african descent our history and like who we are like our our heritage now is of american heritage and what has been created you know we have created culture for ourselves as black americans and so you know in a way that's what we're we're kind of fighting for our rights i mean you know the to be considered just an or we don't we don't have the option to go back to africa and start over and all that stuff like that's not that's not an option for a lot of us like come on like let's be completely real and honest like let's think realistically here like how many black people are going to go back to africa be accepted also by africans and also let's not act like racism doesn't exist all over the world so anyways i just think there's a very nuanced conversation when it comes to that and i feel where she was coming from because in all aspects of our history here in america that's as black people we were we're fighting for our rights to be americans basically like we didn't want to be here but at the end of the day we need rights we deserve rights we we are human beings and so if i'm living here and i'm paying taxes and i'm doing the damn thing and all these things yeah i'm american and i'm black just like how a white person is white and they're american or we have indian american or mexican americans and you know it's just another part of how one everything is racialized um and two how white people are considered the default and the standard and you know the prior or the expectation and that's just i don't know it's weird that we we are not all considered americans because if you go to somewhere like brazil like they're all brazilians but they have different they have different names for mixed race people or white brazilians or black brazilians or you know they have different names for these things and i'm sure there's different examples to give for different places around the world but i just i find it so interesting that you know it's i don't know that people feel the need to racialize us i think that's a construct that we're having a really hard time getting past is racializing black people and not racializing white people because we're not saying it's bad to say oh i'm black or i'm african-american but like also it just like in a way it doesn't necessarily connect to who we are and where and what we have become now so as black people so i don't know that's just that little part so 
Yeah, I I definitely agree with her on many levels in terms of the, you know, I'm not African-American, stuff like that. However, we do see other things in, like, Raven's career, I think, that also represent other parts of where maybe she isn't super pro-black or she's not necessarily anti-racist. And, you know, I think that this is a good thing to dissect a little bit just because she's a really nuanced person like a lot of black people are like I said and I'm gonna keep saying it you know not all black people think the same not all black people are the same we're not we don't all think the same things and don't believe in the same things so I think that we see Raven's mindset a little bit more um the more you kind of like follow her career and not only of what she says but also what she produces um but what I think I I feel like I mentioned this earlier too but like a lot of times we take black representation as oh this is this this is black people she is black people (laughs) you know what i'm trying to say and raven has been at the center of many you know black centered shows like black family shows that's a raven um the cosby show stuff like that and you know that was a huge that's a huge movement for black people in terms of being in the media and not being seen as stereotypes obviously and I think that for her she she is someone who is a pioneer and she has created spaces where black women can be in the media and can be a black centered focus and you know it's just about her as a person and she happens to be black like I I love that like there's not she the purpose of some of the shows isn't necessarily to critique white supremacy (laughs) like it's to have a black centered show and that's what we need more of and that's what I love and like to have someone who is always kind of at the forefront of these black centered shows um I think that it goes back to that conversation I talked about this in my last podcast as well but like the quote-unquote respectable negro i mean she's pretty light-skinned you know there were times where she talked about how disney didn't want her to keep getting darker because she was like she was tanning herself or like doing spray tans or something and like she was getting darker and they told her like you know like please don't get too dark because it messes with the lighting and stuff like that and like you know she didn't see it it seemed like by the way the interview happened or whatever by the way she was talking about it didn't seem like she was that offended by what they were telling her it seemed like she was dealing again with some internalized stuff and you know i i don't really know but you know things about her just being that quote-unquote respectable negro or whatever and it's kind of like the idea of like um you know the rosa parks story like everyone loves rosa parks but there was a woman who did that before her and you know she didn't get any credit because you know her story was a little different and rosa parks was more quiet or like the martin luther king versus malcolm x and like you know who they decide to push for the black agenda and like the black nuclear family family agenda and 
I think that I I don't know. I think that's what Raven Simone was used as in a lot of these black centered shows, basically, which is not a, bl- a bad thing. It's not a good thing either. I think it's just it's neutral. It is what it is. Right. Um, that's just how it's been. But I think that's also another way to like look at how and why she says the things that she says or how she produces and why she produces the things that she produces and why they come across the way that they do um because she is someone who is definitely pro-black but she's not anti-racist and when i say stuff like that it means you know she's for black people she wants black people on the screen she wants black people to have opportunities she loves the representation of black people showing black people making black people people the center of the story however being anti-racist is you know critiquing the bigger things at play i think of abbott abbott elementary abbott i feel like i'm saying it wrong every time i say it abbott abbott elementary um sorry you just have to say hear me say that like three times five times um but you know that show is more of like the the anti-racist motive like right because it's satirical and it's a black-centered show but it's also like critiquing like racism and its structure at play with satire so you know it's not just about these black elementary school teachers and like a low-income school like it's about it's funny because they're showing us the disparity in a real way of with black people you know so i think there's a little bit of a difference with that versus like you know just having something that's like that's a raven um i think that's a really good (laughs) compare and contrast right there um but yeah if you've never seen abbott elementary i recommend watching it it's really good um (laughs) i zoomed through that show it was so good um but yeah so i feel like raven is more on that side of being pro pro black but not anti-racist so an example i would want to like use so sorry i'm looking at my notes guys but um i would say you know yeah she is pro-black she's not anti-racist so i kind of want to talk about raven's home as like an example of that right i'll use some other examples later but i just want to talk about raven's home because i think i've talked about this mildly on maybe my podcast on my instagram um, that's called like Disney something or Disney's racist. I don't know. I it's something it's still on my Instagram. So if you do want to check that out, I recommend that as well. But um, I don't remember if I talked about it in that one. But I really wanted to bring this as an example because that show has a lot of like anti-blackness in it. Like, I don't know. And the thing is, is that Raven is one of the producers on the show and so i don't know i just find it interesting the dynamics that are happening in the show i find it interesting what they put in there as storylines um because it just feels you know it feels anti-black or at least it feels it feels maybe pro-black but not anti-racist you know what i'm saying like so here's here's an example you guys tell me what you think if it's more anti-racist 
I mean, if it's more anti-black or if it's just, you know, it's it's neutral, right? I guess it's neutral. So the main example I love to use, like there's a ton of examples that I want to talk about, but the main one that always comes to mind is there's this one episode and the entire... I, I can't remember the side stories. The pro, the main premise of the episode was Raven was trying to get her hair done and the kids were doing everything else, like just doing all this crazy stuff and she couldn't do her hair. And it was like a whole thing. And, and it was about her not being able to get her weave done, get her weave done, get her weave done. Like, that was the whole premise of the show, basically. Like, that's all I can remember because it was rubbing me the wrong way the whole time. But, like, it was, she. there was, like, side comments about, like, do you want me to have my hair like this? And, like, her hair was, like, big and curly. And, like, yeah, it looked a little matted, right? And it looked pretty crazy. But, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, that's your natural hair. Like, the way we're talking about your natural hair feels a little wrong. Like, I don't know. And the fact that it's all about her trying to get her weave done and, like, I don't know. Something about the episode really rubbed me the wrong way where I was like, um, who wrote this? Like, and then later I find out Raven is one of the producers of Raven's Home, which I did not know until recently. So, yeah, I don't know. And there were some other things like, I don't know, that I feel like kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. Like the daughter was very light skin in the show. Um... I don't know she I don't know I think the hair thing really bothered me the most I'm trying to think of some other stuff but yeah so like there's things where I'm like okay right and then another example I want to talk about was the one time she was on the view and you guys probably already know what I'm going to be talking about but she was on the view and she was talking about discriminating against certain names and on the chair she like literally and i quote says if your name is watermelonisha or watermelonisha something like that i'm not gonna hire you i'm sorry i'm not that's literally what she says and then later she comes back and she's and had another interview that came out and she was like you know i'm really sorry for saying that i didn't mean it like that i was just trying to joke around but like i know what it's like to be discriminated against and you know i i always want to give opportunities to black people and i you know never would discriminate someone and it was just it was a terrible joke and i shouldn't have said it so there are things like that but other things that I want to bring up like for example the scandal with her doing her wife's hair and giving her like box braids bro like I don't know if y'all saw I don't know if it that went I can't remember if that went viral scandal or not but um I definitely saw it on my TikTok when that shit happened and I remember looking in the comment section and bruh people were coming for her they were like why would you do this da, 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 da. and I'm pretty sure she made like a TikTok coming for the comment section or something and had a caption or something I could be remembering this wrong but I feel like I'm not okay but like literally she gave her wife and her wife is a white woman if you don't know that but like she's this white woman and she's blonde hair whatever and she's really pretty whatever but like she literally like braided her hair like gave her wife box braids bro and everyone was like um 
Raven, not again. So it's like things like that where it's like, okay, that is that like you don't care about being anti-racist though. Like because otherwise you would know better and you would never even do that to your wife you would never even put her in that situation like why would you do that like who in their right mind like thought that would be a good idea and like especially in the social climate that we're in right now and you know people are quick to call out some cultural appropriation okay people are quick nowadays we don't play that anymore we don't we don't wait until it gets bad anymore we call you out right away so we don't have to watch it build over time and I just can't so I don't know it's little things like that like maybe I'm nitpicking you tell me but you know I think she's pro-black she wants representation for black people she wants black people to be seen she wants black people to be heard and have opportunities however she still has some deconstructing and internalized things that she's dealing with it seems like that she just isn't either I don't know aware of doesn't want to be aware of or wants to be that respectable negro like archetype or you know she wants to live in the space that she is because she's comfortable she's comfortable there I'm sure and you know I think this goes back into even the podcast that I did last time like the intersections of fashion and glamorization and talking about how you know rich black people like there's obviously the classism within the racism internalized stuff and like how there's obviously a hierarchy between black people and wealth and you know being quote unquote respectable and you know you have like your candace owens for example she's a whole fucking troll bro but like she she knows that she can get the benefits of playing the game and i feel like that is that is not uncommon um for people to fall into that because once you gain more opportunity and access like why would you want to change like i just watched okay this is kind of unrelated but it is related i literally just watched this youtube video this morning and it was about winning the lottery and um the girl was talking about how when people do come up in wealth or win the lottery and stuff like that um you know the more right-leaning they start becoming and you know the less they want to pay taxes and you know they're more on the side of like oh i don't want to pay that any taxes and getting tax off benefits and stuff like that so like you know, i relaying that information over to this conversation i think is very uh relevant because i think the same goes for any you know marginalized group and if someone from that group comes up you know privilege and wanting to have the privileges that these other people have had and wanting to be in the group of these exclusive people whatever you know it's you know why would you want to give that up and and speak up about things that aren't fully right or that you feel maybe are a little bit cultural appropriate or a little anti-black or a little white supremacy ish you know what i mean like why why would you want to speak up or speak against it when you're being ben when you're benefiting from that same structure um and system so i feel like that's the point i've been trying to make this whole time but that's the best that's the best way i've articulated it so yeah i just feel like raven is very much in that 
in that realm for me in my brain like she's not she's not this awful person in my opinion I don't think she's terrible I still really love Raven I just think she still has some work to do because there's some internalized stuff where it's like yeah you make comments and then you take them back and obviously she's learning and from the YouTube video I watched again this dude wasn't analyzing it from my perspective he was talking about how you know before she she didn't have the option to say whatever she wanted you know her answers were always very curated curated by her team and behind the scenes and stuff like that so for her to be able to have so much freedom to actually say what she wants you know it comes with bumps in the road and i think that's important to add to this conversation as well you know like as she's gotten older like this is the most freedom that she's had with her voice ever and so of course she's gonna make mistakes and say things or you know mess up and and not say things the best way that she could or articulate it the best way or even say things that are low-key kind of fucked up you know like i don't know i think we all do that and all make mistakes and say things or maybe it can come out in a way that we don't actually mean it so i think there are instances of that however i do think that you know for instances like her doing her white wife's hair in box braids like that's not a mistake of saying something that's just you not giving a fuck <laughs> like quite literally so there's things like that that I also take into consideration when thinking about you know people who are in the limelight and who are supposed to be representation of black people and I just want to add this into the conversation we don't need to idolize stars like I'm just gonna put that out there like I'm not we don't need to idolize people we don't know these people personally we only know what they give the public so I'm giving a perspective of what I know about this woman right like I don't know anything else outside of what is public knowledge I don't know her personally it feels like you know these people personally because of you know the parasocial relationship whatever and watching these people literally grow up on screen like it's incredible sometimes like so you know but like I I think that we also I want to add this into the conversation that you know we shouldn't be like idolizing or thinking that just because someone is black representation or queer representation or this representation means that they are going to be the perfect representation or the best representation for us because there are many other people who are saying much more important things or who are doing way better things for the community than the people who are getting most of the limelight so I just want to throw that out there that like we don't know these people personally so let's not idolize these people or expect higher or more of these people when we really don't know who they are um I just I that's something I feel really strongly about that could be its own whole conversation probably but um I just feel like that's really important to add into this conversation as well because as as community as communities and like being able to stick together and create communities and stuff like that like I I think that um sorry guys I just blanked a little bit but um I just think that you know as communities you know we don't need one person who signifies all of us that's what I'm trying to say so that's it on that um i also kind of wanted to connect this to the doza 
Doja Cat situation and I'm going to be doing like my podcast that I was talking about in the very very beginning um it's going to be touching on the Doja Cat situation because I feel like I have some unpopular opinions or some other things to say that weren't really I didn't hear people say a lot of when people were talking about it when it first came out but the situation where she told you know the the Skype Omega, <laughs> Omega call of white dudes and telling them to call her an n-word and you know why I think this is related to this conversation about Raven Simone is because there's a lot of internalized racism which you know I don't want to get too much into Doja Cat right now but you know she displays a lot of signs of internalized racism and just internalized hatred for her blackness so I'm going to be tearing her apart um not her as a human but her like I'm going to be analyzing her like psychoanalyzing her for real like socio analyzing her for real in this other podcast so I'm not going to go deep onto her but like there's a lot of you know contrast like that's again like Doja Cat is super big she is she just boomed overnight you know what I mean so like it, again it goes back into that conversation of the people who are acceptable and who are respectable to be able to be in the industry as a black person because you know they're not with their kinky curly hair they're not okay with that they need to be wearing weave they need to be having they need to have their hair done so they don't look crazy and they can't manage their hair and you know they just say and do stuff that's literally off the walls and you're like um I'm sorry what right so I just feel like that ties a lot into that um I also wanted to like talk about because I recently saw this TikTok and this dude I don't know if you guys have seen it but this dude he does apparently a series on TikTok and it's he calls it like a white woman in a black man's body today what I've learned is that people call me an African-American and um you know I'm not called a this American like I'm just white and you know I guess like you know I'm just I'm a black I'm a black man and it was just really funny and it was cute satirical whatever and I wanted to tie that into you know obviously the Raven Simone conversation because of the whole I'm not African-American I'm American conversation and adding to that and how you know there are many people who feel that way including myself like we we you know I already talked about it fully enough I meant to bring it up earlier but um I just wanted to add that in there that there's satirical comedy out there okay like talking about this and she wasn't off the walls for saying what she said because we are Americans and um I don't think that's bad to say that and that I'm black or that that person is white or that this person is that but if you grew up in American culture and you are full-on fucking American citizen bro I'm American there's no need to tell me I'm an African-American or call me an African-American like I'm not African so this is a perfect time to bring up this example but it made me think of this example in dance moms because it recently happened when i was watching it because i'm re-watching it again um and there was an episode where abby assigns nia and kalani an african routine so they do the african dance they go to debbie allen dance academy and they actually dance with actual you know um bongo beats and drum beats and all that stuff like they had actual musicians on the stage with them blah 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 right that's not important but 
anyways the next week comes and abby said that kalani looked more african than nia did doing the dance and she was surprised and holly goes well why would you say that and she was like because she's african and holly's like what she's african-american like and she's like yeah i know that's my point she should she should be able to do the the dance because she looks african and it's just little microaggressions like that 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 we're talking about why it doesn't make sense why why are we subjected to being african-americans because it makes you guys conceptualize our being better does it make you understand who we are better because the fact is is we're americans we're not we don't we don't do african dances we don't know we don't know them we don't know the significance of it because it was taken away from us like i don't understand how that doesn't cross somebody's mind like abby's when she says stuff like that or just when it comes to people's minds of being like yeah african-american Americans or like it's just like just say black just say black if you're trying to describe someone yeah she was black or they were black or he was black or whatever like it's not a bad word because I'm going to straight up say yeah the white girl over there and you know what most of the time I'm saying white bitch but like I'm trying to be nice and like the white girl or the, the white dude the cute little white boy or you know we all have our own little things or whatever but like it's just incredible to me how people uh, like will say things like that like abby said that and i know abby is a really off the wall person if you do watch dance moms but like i think this was a great example to add to this conversation and why again i agree with what raven had to say on the african-american topic because we're not african we're american our ancestry is from africans like you know what i mean like it's just like if 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 someone's afro-latina right like you know what i mean like (laughs) i hope that is making sense but like you don't expect an afro-latina to just automatically like know how to do african dance or look african or be able or just like like african food or something i don't know like you don't expect that because they're they're of two different nationalities and two different uh heritage and like um cultures so it's just like i'm of the american culture so like i'm confused like we're not african we 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 don't we don't have any ties to african culture anymore so like i don't know i think that's its own conversation right like the difference between ethnicity and race just alone those two alone but then heritage um and ancestry like it's all these things are different all these things are different they're not all the same thing and they do not have to be tied to each other like it's not exclusively tied to each other you know what i mean all those things have different meanings and they come with different uh definitions and meanings I just said that but you know what i'm trying to say anyways another reason why this bothers me and another example that i have is because another video i recently was watching and the this dude was talking about um love is blind and or he was talking about the ultimatum <laughs> the spinoff basically 
show type running of Love is Blind, but it's called The Ultimatum. And basically, he was he was just doing an in-depth thing or whatever. And there's a few characters and one of them, his name is Randall and he's like a light skinned black dude. Tell me why the dude in the video literally said he was like, because the girl who is interested in him is this white girl can't remember her name at the moment but this cute little white girl and um he was like yeah and she was dating this other white boy and his name was colby and she wanted to talk to randall with the swap and everything if you know the show you know the show they swap couples or whatever so the white girl madeline i think wanted to be with randall and the dude talking about the show he was like yeah and she wants to be with him and obviously he's so different and blah blah blah. he's making fun of her and he was like yeah because he's this literal african dude and and i'm like african african i'm like randall's he's black he's american what do you mean he's african like you know he's not because that means something totally different being african is being something totally different than being a black american like and there are white Africans. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you say he's African when he's not? He's American. He's black. You could have just said he's black. So that's what I'm trying to say is that it's not bad to say people are black. It's not bad to say that or whatever, whatever. Right. So I just wanted to throw that out there and add that to the mix. Um, because I just I keep noticing that a lot right now where people are the way that people assume race and and ethnicity and ancestry all are the same thing it just it's not making sense to me and it's quite frustrating for me because these are things that i really care about and i don't like the misconceptions of it because again it makes people put all black people into a a single story and makes us a monolith and i don't like that and African people have their own culture and they do not have the same culture or the same beliefs or the same practices as black Americans do. We have two totally different cultures now. Um, And for us to just put us all into one bunch, like it just, it's not making sense to me. Anyways, that's basically what I have to say. That was a lot. And it wasn't even specifically on Raven Simone. I just used her as an example to talk about some of these topics, obviously. Um, But overall, let me know what you guys think about Raven Simone. Do you think she is pro-black and just not anti-racist? Do you think that she is anti-racist? Um... And do you like her? Let me know if you even like her. I personally still like Raven Simone. I already said what I think, but you know, I think that she she's pro-black, she's not anti-racist, and that's something she needs to work on if she wants to work on that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to use some of those examples and kind of talk about all those topics broadly, but also using a person to be able to tie it all together. So I hope you enjoy this style of podcast and I can't wait to talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.